Welcome to Ask the $50 Billion Man with high-performance executive success coach, Dan Pena. The only show where you ask and you get complete, no-holds-barred answers. Head on to www.askthe50billiondollarman.com to submit your questions. And now, your host, Dan Pena. Hi. Uh, welcome to uh, podcast number 11 for Ask the $50 Billion Man. My name is Dan Pena, in case uh, you don't know, which I'd be surprised if you'd be listening to this or, w- or watching it on YouTube. Um, we're going to answer a number of questions. Uh, the, I, uh, I enjoy these times. Um, uh, somebody asked me recently, how do, you, how do you have time, Dan? You're a very busy guy. How do you have time to do all these podcasts? Well, I can assure you when I started out, I thought I'd do one a quarter. And then I thought I'd do one every six weeks. And then I thought I'd do one every four weeks. And, and now at the, we're doing them about every two weeks. Uh, and that's... Um, that, that, that fills up my schedule for sure. Um, but one of the reasons I do them uh, is that uh, it allows me, um, as our first question on London Real that's coming up, or a question from a London Real listener is coming up, it allows me to spread the word. And uh, if 500 or 5,000 people watch this, then that's 500 or 5,000 less people that I uh, have to personally touch. Um, but uh, one of the big reasons I, uh, I'm still coaching and I get asked all the time is uh, like this that I received um, while I was gone on my birthday trip. This is from one of the orphanages that I, uh, my wife support. Uh, and it happens to be um, the, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's quite uh, heart rendering that the kids put this kind of effort in. And you can see these pictures on Facebook and it shows me taking them all out to dinner, etc. Uh, but they're very thoughtful, and uh, and I appreciate it. And but because I have more opportunity, um, and I have more choices than most people, because my wife and I have been successful, uh, this extends that that success. Now, another question: I was uh, during the break uh, earlier this morning. I was uh, reading uh, one of the questions that came in um, from one of my current mentees, uh, and he asked the question, Dan. Who else other than yourself in the personal development success coaching arena uh, is qualified to answer these kind of questions that you're doing on the podcast? I laughed, I chuckled to myself, and I, and I uh, emailed him back quickly. Well, I'm going to answer that, even though it's not a question that I'm asked, hasn't been asked yet, but should be asked. Uh, none that I'm aware of. Uh, there are plenty of guys that are doing podcasts uh, that have been successful in business uh, uh, that aren't filling up seats uh, in seminars uh, and selling DVDs, um, but they're not in the real coaching mentoring business. Um, they're making their living, and I, everybody has the right to make a living from uh, giving out information. But the information they're giving out isn't in this format where they're actually answering questions. So there's very few, precious few, that are out there. Um, some might argue there's nobody out there that can do this. I'm not sure that's true, but uh, anyway, let's get started. Uh, first one, uh, as you quite openly state, you have failed more than anybody you know. What I want to know is what was your biggest failure in your career and why? 
Well, I've had a, a couple of them. Um, the, uh, I consider it a personal failure because I got thrown out of Great Western because I underestimated the, um, the um, savagery of uh, the shareholders uh, in conjunction with the share price dropping dramatically when um, Iraq invited Kuwait, and Kuwait was a, uh, owned about 30% of the company. Uh, so that was probably my biggest failure. I should have been able to see past that, but I didn't. I was so caught up with the share price dropping and me trying to su su support the share price with my own money and the company money, I didn't see that. I got caught up in the emotion, the fog of war. That's probably my biggest failure. Uh, and because I, 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 wholly be I firmly believe that I could have taken the company back um, to its glory days uh, and the share price back where it was uh, before that debacle. Uh, and unfortunately, the share price stayed down and was ultimately uh, sold off to another major oil company. I've heard uh, it said that you learn the most from your failures. So what did you learn, take away from this, and how was it, has it helped you? Well, it's helped me uh, to, to look past the current emotion of the time. Uh, and, uh, and more than anything, uh, since I haven't been active in the acquisition model as heavily or nowhere near as heavily as I used to be, uh, but I am involved in it with my mentees. And so I've allowed them uh, the experience through me, hopefully my sage advice, to look past the current situation. What is the main purpose of a business uh, as in to provide value or to make profits? Well, I think that they're not mutually exclusive. Uh, I don't think I know. If you provide value, you will uh, uh, make profits and I don't know if you mean by profits profits to yourself because the share price goes up if it's providing value by making profits for the company it's 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 still it's an oxymoron the share price will go up and you'll provide value uh, but they're not mutually exclusive I've heard it said uh, on more than one occasion that the fastest way to structure a successful deal uh, is with a joint venture what they never tell you is, this, uh, is the specifics, how and when and what. I've had bad experience in more than one of my businesses uh, to the point that I threw in the towel, I'm embarrassed to say, and I'm uh, ready, ready to start again. Uh, <clears throat> what is your take on the JV route? And if you agree, how would you go about it all? When I first heard about you, I didn't know what to make of you, but you are the real fucking deal. Thank you. I am the real fucking deal. You're right about that. Um, and uh, the JV. JVs are good for a couple of reasons. Number one, normally joint venture, 50-50 joint venture uh, financing is off balance sheet. And you can Google them and see, uh, and uh, you can understand what that means. But basically, it doesn't... Uh, put you any, uh, under any restrictions, normally speaking, under any restrictions for your debt and equity ratios. Uh, and number two, JVs give you an instant track record because you're, rightly or wrongly, you're, uh, you're uh, equated with your joint venture partner and they assume that the joint venture partner has done due diligence. They assume the joint venture partner believes in uh, you uh, as an individual, as a CEO, a founder, etc. Mr. Pena, I've been working for our family business for many years and have done a great job. How do I ask for a pay rise? Well, for our family business, that means you're part of the family. 
<clears throat> it shouldn't be too damn difficult for you to ask for a pay rise. I'm surprised, unless you're, you're already making an exorbitant amount of money, which it sounds like you're not, uh, it sounds like you shouldn't be there. It sounds like uh, you made a mistake uh, staying that long. But uh, to get to direct answer to the question, you walk in and ask whoever the chairman, the CEO, your father, your mother, your brother, whoever's running the place, that you want more money. And, and, but be able to prove them, show them how you've added value over the years. <clears throat> when you're in the early stages of a business and you're trying to balance bringing in enough money to pay next month's rent without it taking up all your time versus getting the thing off the ground, how do you manage? <laughs> I'm not laughing at you, whoever's asking the question, but you do it with great difficulty, great fucking difficulty. It's not an easy, it's not an easy thing to balance. It just isn't. Uh, and having started with $820 in the spare bedroom of a house that I couldn't afford uh, and with a lease fax machine and a phone, I understand that. Uh, so, um, but... There was a, a chart that I used in, uh, I think, the, the last podcast where um, I showed that uh, working uh, 15 hours a day for 40, 50 years, you know, uh, I'm about, uh, at 50 years, I'm about 130 years old based on years uh, compared to an average 40-hour work week, five days a week uh, for 50 or, um, uh, or so weeks a year. You, you need to put in a lot of time. If you're not willing to put in a lot of time, um, you're never going to be able to pay the rent and expand your business. Time is, is, is the key. Time and passion. How do I create a sustainable, uh, how do I create a sustainable, successful business working as a night porter responsible for three children at the age, uh, if 30, with very poor credit and no previous academic knowledge. You got a tough road to hoe, kid. And I don't mean to be flippant about that. But, you know, the buck stops with you. You're, you're admitting that you're in a bad situation. I'm not going to go into how you got into this bad situation. Um, but, uh, you know, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, <clears throat> as Einstein said, that's insanity. You got to do something different. I don't know enough specifics about your situation other than the night porter responsible for three children. doesn't talk about if you've got a partner, a spouse, etc. Poor credit means that you failed at some other things. <clears throat> no uh, previous academic knowledge. I'm sure you've already got a ton of regrets. Uh, but you're only 30. You've got at least 20, 30 years, if not more, left. But the one thing I can assure you, if you give up, it's over. <clears throat> How do I leap? to success from nothing. Well, these podcasts are all about that. Uh, you follow your passion, you follow your dream, uh, you find a mentor, somebody that is willing to believe in you. Uh, uh, you build that dream team and uh, it's easier to buy revenue than it is to create it. And in some form or very minimal way, you start making acquisitions. What does your uh, Facebook, mar who does my Facebook marketing? Please tell me so I can avoid them like the plague, laughing out loud. Well, I'm not a big Facebook marketer. I'm, I post stuff on the Facebook. Uh, and uh, the, uh, now, you've you got to remember, I'm not selling anything. We're just uh, making announcements, and most of our announcements are about uh, the seminar. Most of the people that are on Facebook can't afford to come to the seminar. Full stop. 
Facebook is, uh, has been proven, in my judgment, uh, that the people don't go on Facebook to buy things. They go on to exchange information and feel good about themselves. Uh, during the seminar, we go over th four or five studies that indicate that Facebook is a step towards depression or one that en enhances already existing depression um, because people are trying to live vicariously through somebody else. The, you know, the, the 10 or 15 or 18,000 people that I have friends in my various pages on Facebook are trying to live vicariously, um, the, uh, but they're not necessarily there to take action. I, my parent, uh, control me so much. How do I make sure I get control of my life? Well, sounds like you live at home. If you're a minor, that's fine. If you're not a minor, you still live at home. Something's wrong. You should get out. Uh, don't live at home and uh, be responsible for yourself. What is your opinion on what Jesus said? Give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. This is so, uh, the source is Mark 12, 17. Uh, I, I, ha I have no real opinion other than uh, the, um, he's talking about, generally speaking, God and mammon, in other words, God and money, uh, and, that, uh, the, um, and there's a differentiation. Uh, I'm, I'm not a terribly religious guy, although I support religious uh, charities. And so um, the, uh, it sounds to me that people uh, that stretch and use uh, these kinds of proverbs, uh, they use them as excuses why they're not more successful. Can you teach mentor a late bloomer how to be successful? I can teach mentor just about anybody as long as they have passion, focus, and they follow their dream. How does someone who has to work full-time to support a family leverage QLA? No different, no different than I did. Um, I was working full-time uh, and then I lost my job uh, and uh, I decided uh, to just go fucking do it. I didn't know about that mindset at the time, or at least not where I could verbalize it. Uh, I had a big mortgage, I had no money, the least fax machine, etc. And uh, I went out and uh, I leveraged my, my passion. I uh, didn't call it QLA in those days. You can do it. And for those people, you know, intellectually you understand. QLA is easy, intellectually. You, I can all give you a test and you'd score pretty well if you looked at the website for any length of time. But emotionally it's tough because basically you've got to abandon all the stuff that you were taught by your parents, your grandmother, unless they were high performance coaches and they knew what they were talking about. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's not that hard, but you have to be committed. Uh, in Asian cultures, it often happens uh, to me that people often say yes, and I understand, even when they do not agree with my recommendation explanations. This causes problems in my projects. Do you have any advice for me how to deal with this behavior in a way that does not uh, is not seen as unfriendly in these cultures? Uh, no. Uh, I've been in Asia ten, almost 10 years. Uh, uh, India, China, and here in, uh, in, the, in, and in the Philippines. Um, and there's no easy way to say that, uh, you know, you're not being truthful, you're being disingenuous, you're lying to me. Are you really saying that uh, so you avoid confrontation with me because you're lazy? There's no easy way to say that. There's, no, there's never a right, uh, a right or a correct manner to tell somebody that they're full of shit. 
and uh, you'll learn how to do it. And uh, but uh, the um, there's a lot of choices in Asia, and perhaps you should review who you're in business with or doing business for. Tell me about a time when you had to go above and beyond to get a job done. Oh Christ! Oh, there's so many more than gray hair I've got on my beard. Uh, I, I, I talk about um, in uh, my uh, recent uh, newsletter, and I may have mentioned it uh, to uh, you in a previous podcast, but it's, it's the most dramatic that I can think of. And this is one of a thousand. <clears throat> I had a commitment to... Um, uh, attend a meeting at Frankfurt uh, Amain Airport in 1999, uh, April, May, just after Easter. And I was there to meet Klaus Kleinfeld, who was, at that time uh, was a young, inspiring uh, guy on the way up at uh, Siemens AG, uh, the 20 or 25th largest company in, in the world at the time. I'd, said, I'd set up a meeting with uh, two or three other people that we were going to meet there, one of which I believe was the head of the, um, the German practice for Pricewaterhouse, uh, and because uh, I think that was prior to joining with Coopers, and uh, perhaps one other. Uh, I was uh, involved in a near-fatal uh, accident, sporting accident, in Cabo San Lucas with my two sons. We were racing dune buggies. Um, the, as a, the result of that accident was cracked sternum, uh, uh, all my lungs collapsed, punctured liver, um, uh, six or eight ribs broken, uh, collarbone shattered, uh, what was left of the collarbone was sticking out of you know, my skin, uh, and uh, massive concussion. Uh, the, um, it took me a couple days to get out of uh, Mexico and the stories they tell about uh, the Mexican hospitals are uh, in little, especially the rural areas are all true. But I rolled into Frankfurt Airport in, in a restaurant uh, that they wore white gloves to serve you in a wheelchair in a running suit slumped over like this trying to breathe because I couldn't catch my breath being pushed by uh, a mentee and I looked up at Klaus and the, the other guy or two that were at the meeting because I knew this was an important meeting for Klaus. It wasn't an important meeting for me. Uh, and uh, he uh, looked at me and he says, Dan, what's wrong? What happened to you? Why are you here? That's commitment. I went way beyond the norm to get the job done for me to make that introduction at the airport. I didn't go way beyond my own personal commitment level because I've done similar things like that. But considering I almost fucking died, and I was still fucking there, and I had to fly from Mexico to fucking Frankfurt, half dead, shows going beyond to get the job done. And that's what I expect from all my partners, all my mentees. Unless you're dead or in a coma, I expect you fulfilled to what you, what you tell me you're going to do. And there's no exceptions to that. To this day, that still resonates with uh, Dr. Kleinfeld who's currently CEO of, uh, and chairman of uh, Alcoa. I mean, that is going beyond to get the job done. Uh, Dan, question is about focusing and multitasking. 
I get my best results when I focus on one business, and that's how it should be. I get less of great ideas. I get lots of great ideas, excuse me. Uh, as you know, the key is execution. Amen. The problem is I get easily distracted on a new project. Is there a way to successfully multitask? Can this be learned, or is, uh, is it that some people just can't do it? No. It, it's a learned uh, process. Uh, just like all systems, processes, and procedures are learned. The, um, you can do it, but you have to set your expectations that when you set goals, you're going to accomplish them, accomplish them no matter what. And that will keep you from getting diverted on other projects. Uh, with respect of your success you achieved in life, what is the most important advice you can give the QLA mentee? <laughs> they ask it in different ways, and I keep putting the question in because, uh, you know, a lot of you kids still don't get it. It's just fucking do it. Do it irrespective, as long as it's honest, moral, ethical, and you're not breaking any laws. Just go forward and do it, uh, and you'll learn, and you'll make mistakes, but you'll learn. And every time you make a mistake, you're growing as an individual. Uh, and uh, I can't make it any clearer than that. I'm a highly motivated and disciplined person in the process of starting a business. <clears throat> I have a strong work ethic and I'm good at all parts of the business execution, getting things done. My problem is that I am a very shy person. I have a very difficult time introducing myself to uh, people, public speaking, etc. This is one thing that uh, is holding me back from achieving my full potential. I agree with that. But not everybody is a great public speaker. Okay, I, I think I, I mentioned on previous podcasts that I failed public speaking in, uh, or maybe I only got a D in high school, but I got an F in uh, university. And look at, I'm a great speaker, but I got to be a great speaker by making a lot of shitty speeches, you know. Uh, and uh, after I made 15, 20, 30, 40, uh, I was pretty, pretty polished, and now I've given thousands. And I'm, you know, I consider myself, and not just I consider myself, but many consider, myself, consider me a world-class speaker. So what's the rest of the question? Initially, before I can hire capable salespeople, I will have to do the selling and marketing myself of uh, services that my company can provide, i.e. cold calling, showing up at places to sell these services, etc. What advice can you give me so I can train myself to overcome uh, this fear of speaking and fear of rejection and realize my full potential? 95% or even more than 95% of the people fall into your category, fear of rejection uh, and uh, overcoming um, the um, fear of speaking. Uh, now, even Warren Buffett took a course by um, uh, Dale Carnegie in uh, selling to sell his first uh, few partnerships. I attended the Dale Carnegie selling uh, course, uh, funny enough, because um, I was always interested uh, uh, when I was in my uh, late 20s. Now, I, I was already driving a Mercedes. I was already doing well. But I wanted to see how well my tools, my skill sets were compared to the guy that's teaching this uh, uh, Dale Carnegie course. <laughs> when they go around the room and they introduce everybody, and then uh, the, uh, at the break, the uh, instructor came up to me and says, Dan, I said, uh, you, could, you could be teaching this course. Uh, why are you here? I said, I just wanted to see the skill sets, you know, to see how good I was or how I could improve. Because, see, I've always been interested in improving. I've always been interested in being the best I can be. But the, the, the reason for this little uh, story is Dale Carnegie courses, they still have courses in public speaking. 
Uh, and you can join Toastmasters. I have some of my mentees that have joined Toastmasters, uh, where they, uh, you speak in front of little small groups, medium-sized groups. Uh, I've also um, uh, had uh, kids that have done, um, uh, tried stand-up comic, It'd be a stand-up comedian, which is tough, tougher than just public speaking because you're trying to elicit some sort of laughter. Uh, I've had people take acting lessons. Uh, and they have all these things free. Uh, but you can get to where you're not afraid. And you're right, if you are afraid and you have those fears, it, it will um, keep you from uh, realizing your full potential. But, and this is where uh, partnerships work. You know, they, they used to say there's a Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside. The Mr. Inside is the administrative guy, and Mr. Outside is the guy that goes out and gets business. You might consider that. Uh, Mr. Pena, can you make your uh, report system available to buy and download? No. Uh, you get my reporting system if you come to the Council Seminar. Uh, it's um, not too sophisticated, but it does ask hard questions, and it makes you accountable on a daily basis. I want to implement it in my life from now on, okay? <clears throat> There's a fire in your castle, and you only have, can carry five books on your way out. Which books do you save? Uh, well, I'd save my, the Bible that the kids from the orphanage gave me. I'd save, um, I probably wouldn't save um, the, uh, your first hundred million because there's copies around. I wouldn't save um, Release Your Brakes because there's copies around. Uh, I wouldn't save um, the, um, a couple of the other books uh, that, I, uh, that I recommend, like uh, Winning to Intimidation because uh, there's uh, books around. Um, I wouldn't save the e-myth because there's books around. So I'm not so sure I'd be saving five books, but I just named four, five, six books that I think that are worth reading. But most of you kids spend too much time reading and not taking action because it's your way of procrastinating in an intellectual way. I enjoyed the new format more, especially when you uh, were screaming at the camera, which scared the shit out of me and made me feel like an idiot. Every time I watch you, the passion and fire rubs off. Good. That's what it's meant to do. I'm very lazy. Oh, fuck. I'm very lazy when not focused and tend to fall back to my own comfort zone easily. How do I keep the fire burning every day to kick ass? Uh, <clears throat> I seem to be able to do it um, for one or two months. Then I relapse. Who are you hanging around with? You know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You know, who, are the fi who are the five people that you're spending most of the time with? I can tell you that they're uh, maybe not necessarily 100% losers, but they're certainly not in the high-performance continuum, end of the continuum. As someone who scored a nine twice, sadly, on your success test, oh, shit, on, what, on your success test, what one thing would you focus on improving first? Well, I don't know your results. But nine is, is, is pretty poor. And if you did it uh, twice in successive years, that means you haven't improved any. But I would, I would venture to guess uh, with a pretty strong conviction that it's the people that you're surrounding yourself with. But nine is, is pretty sad considering the perfect score is minus three, uh, which I got the first time I took the test. We've had probably less than six or seven people that got a minus three the first time out. Um, how can you build wealth without debt? Not easily. 
with low interest rates, uh, the way they are now, I mean, low interest rates are, are, are made uh, where fortunes are made. Uh, and for obvious reasons, because they, they don't inhibit your ability to borrow uh, great sums of money. But I'm not suggesting, and again, the disclaimer is you ask your own accountant and your own lawyer, um, but um, I'm not suggesting you just go out willy-nilly and, and take on debt. Or as they say in Europe, debt. Uh, but um, you, it's, it's much easier when the cycle's going your way. When the cycle's not going your way, I mean, uh, you know, debt is a two-edged sword. And uh, when the economy uh, goes down and the interest rates go up, uh, your uh, debt service will be that much greater. So um, you can do it, but with much more difficulty. I have benefited from your books and digital products. Finally, someone had the balls to steal building your own Guthrie from my library. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. With the utmost respect, I'm asking this question, who will continue your legacy of the spreading the wisdom of future generations? I've answered that uh, before. You've asked it a little different. The answer is nobody uh, is, uh, is on schedule to do that. I'm not training anybody. I don't have anybody uh, in the wings. I do have um, eight or 10 or 12 mini-me's running around doing their version of, of Dan Pena uh, with various uh, different models. But um, my wisdom uh, and my legacy will be in the digital products that I've left. Uh, and virtually everything I've ever done is now uh, online. Uh, and the successes that I've been able to create or help create uh, and uh, create fifth, over 50 billion in wealth and, and um, through equity uh, and value in, uh, in corporations. Um, so. Uh, like uh, Napoleon Hill, nobody took Napoleon Hill, the baton or baton from Napoleon Hill when he passed away. Uh, it's not likely anybody uh, uh, is going to take the baton away from me uh, and uh, carry on. But there, there's plenty of digital stuff too, so they should be talking to me 50 or 100 years, talking about me, I should say, and QLA 50 to 100 years from now. Uh, how does an average person can become self-made millionaire? You know. Some of these questions, kids, you know, you didn't do much homework. I mean, all these people uh, are more or less average. We have, uh, that, being average doesn't mean you can't be a high-performance person. Being average is what you do with your average ability. I assume you mean average intelligence, average ability, average sales skills, average communication skills. Well, most of the high-performance people on the planet have average skills. Uh, it's how much you want it what your desire and what your passion is. What's the most effective way to realize the financial potentials cash in for cutting edge uh, nanotechnology uh, medical points of care device that has a clear path for monetization has completed proof of concept? Um, a public offering, either that or a, uh, which means a flotation, either that or sell to an industry partner. What degree mason are you? Well, uh, I'm informed that Masons aren't supposed to talk about what degree they are. So if I was a Mason, I wouldn't tell you. So um, they, uh, that's answered uh, that question. Uh, what would uh, be Dan's success strategy if he would be born in Peru? Uh, what would it be? Uh, what would be his plan if, if, what would be his plan if need, he needed to start from scratch in Peru? 
uh, I probably leave Peru, um, but uh, it's no different than what I've said. Passion for something, something you're willing to work at 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mentor, dream team, nothing's changed. What is the correct way to set up one's affirmations? Okay. Let's say my affirmation is to lose 10 pounds. Okay. Having just come back from my birthday, I gained five or six pounds, of which I've lost uh, half of it since I've been back. But my affirmation would be, um, I'm excited seeing the way I look at 200 pounds as I was when I was 30 years old. I feel excited seeing myself as I looked when I was 30 years old. Bodacious words, excited, exhilarated, overwhelmed. Uh, and you set up the affirmation like that. But the affirmations are based on, well, my goal would be to be 200 pounds. Uh, and that's, and the, the, it's, it's very simple. And there's a lot of um, uh, stuff on the internet about setting up affirmations. And the least sophisticated, the least complicated, the better. Don't get bogged down in the minutia. How can I mentor lazy people to take action? With great difficulty. Um, and, uh, but one of the things I tell people all the time, kids, uh, don't waste time on things you can't change. I'll say again, kids, don't waste time on things you can't change. Uh, and uh, most lazy people are lazy, unless you can get them early on in the cycle. Speaking early on, we just had a request for a couple that's coming to the seminar that want to bring their child. That's not unusual, but the kid's only 10 years old. So I said that that, uh, you know, wouldn't, I mean, and attend the seminar, not just be there in the snooker room and playing with the video games. I said that I didn't think that that was a good idea, and uh, my... Uh, Able assistant, uh, Vinica, passed that information on. Um, and um, it just, 10 years old, you're still in your formative years. I understand what the parents want to do, but when I'm talking about donkeys fucking this and doing that, and that's not the kind of thing they need to hear. And especially when I talk about, as I did in a podcast or two ago, you know, uh, when, was the, when did you stop believing in Santa Claus? And I go around the room, which is one of the drills we do, and everybody says from zero, from uh, I never believed in Santa Claus, till seven or eight, and here we got a 10-year-old, and I say that I was 11 years old when I stopped believing in Santa Claus. I mean, well, she doesn't need to hear that from me. Uh, I, I probably, um, the, uh, the youngest age that we would entertain is probably, depending on the maturity level, uh, 14 or 15. That's plenty early enough to, to catch them to make sure that they uh, get on the right path. Hi, Dan. How do you come up with your business ideas? Well, I come up with my business ideas uh, through my mentees. Uh, very, especially since I've been coaching the last 21 years, rarely have I come up with a, 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 a startup idea. I have come up with derivative ideas based on startup ideas from mentees. But uh, one of the reasons that I, I like coaching and mentoring so much is it allows me uh, the benefit of hearing smart people on, a, on a week, at least a weekly basis. And at the Castle Seminar, being surrounded by some very bright people.
What is the best strategy in maintaining a high level of enthusiasm in your chosen endeavor while simultaneously being confronted by all the varying obstacles along uh, the path of success? Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. The five people that you spend most of the time with, that's the basis, that's the starter. Your mentor, your dream team. That's how you overcome those obstacles. They don't become obstacles. And, but the road to success is always under construction. There are always going to be speed bumps. Sometimes those speed bumps look like the Grand Canyon, but uh, when you get used to and it becomes a habit for you to succeed in spite of all the, the stuff that happens to us in life, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and success becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Have you been able to generate passion for something you're not good at? Yes. Or have you ever had to generate passion for an area of your life uh, that you were not interested in previously? Yes, to both. And why? Because I'm a mentor, I'm a coach. I've coached thousands and thousands uh, of different ideas and got them across the goal line. Uh, I didn't love every one of those ideas. Uh, and, um, but I'm a generalist. I like something if I know in my heart that it can be successful, make money. Uh, so, you know, I didn't have a love for the oil business when I got into it. Um, I, uh, I, I now realize that uh, I'm a generalist in that respect, and that's why, although I'm, I'm referred to as an oil man, I'm really not. You know, I thought oil and gas came up uh, two separate holes when you drill for it, you know, and it comes up one hole and there's a separator at the top of the well. Uh, I didn't know, used to know that. I would like to become a superstar of the national defense industry. I work for the Department of Defense as a supervisory auditor. What would be the most effective and efficient approach? The most effective approach would be to try to get a contract with the federal government or whatever government uh, that you work for. Uh, and uh, then outsource that contract just as I did uh, when I got a, a, a 20 million, a 20 million, and a 10 million dollar contract from the Defense Fuel Center uh, for uh, uh, selling jet fuel to the federal government. What is your professional view of Bitcoin eco ecosystem? I don't follow it, um, I don't uh, trust it, but that doesn't mean it won't be successful. Uh, what jurisdictions would be good starting points for such a business? I'm not sure but I would imagine tax-free havens. Okay, um, next question. I want to be an independent Forex trader and make millions. God bless you, Allah blesses you. I love this market very deeply. Well, that's a great start. Uh, do, do you believe I can succeed and have you had a mentee who has gone, done it already? I don't know anything about you, kid, you know. Um, if you're passionate, you work 12, 14 hours a day, uh, if you're laser beam focused, uh, if you really want success in it, uh, then you can succeed quantumly. Do I know people that have been successful in uh, Forex trading? Um, I, ha I have and know people that have been very successful in trading. Uh, the, um, but I mean, trading is a two-edged sword. In bull markets, uh, just about anybody can make money uh, and most of you haven't been through two markets so um, to answer your question I do have I do know people that have been successful in trading 
Uh, what would a 24-year-old fresh out of grad school, Dan Pena, do to kickstart his road to success? Uh, you, you know, you don't, you, I get the same question in different formats all the time. You don't want to believe that just fucking do it works. You, you want to um, believe that you've got to do some extraordinary research. You don't. I mean, just go after the thing that you're most passionate about. Given the amount of information you have freely available and the best advice you have is just do it, just fucking do it actually, what kind of question could anyone have left, what kind of question could anyone have left to ask you? That's a good question. If you just fucking do it, there are no questions. What is the goal line? What is the goal line? The way Dan speaks about it, it seems to be where a person's dream meets reality. No. As it is necessary to have a mentor. Uh, yes. In, my, in QLA, it is. Uh, if so, why? Awaiting uh, a response in uh, anticipation. Lazy fucking moron. Well, I mean, if you're a lazy fucking moron, none of this shit's going to work. Uh, you know, uh, by definition, if you're a cunt and you're a lazy fucking moron, uh, you know, uh, Allah can't help you. Uh, but a mentor makes it easier. We go through some statistics in the seminar that show the, the geometric difference between businesses without a mentor success and businesses with a mentor success. You know, one of the classic examples I use is um, Warren Buffett uh, was, and I believe still is, uh, Bill Gates' mentor. Um, but uh, it's, the goal line isn't where a person's dream meets reality. The goal line is where a person's dream comes to fruition. Uh, if, meaning reality means you make it real, tangible, then the answer is yes to that. I've decided to work on ridding myself of uh, detrimental people, getting my emotional bank account up to, up to zero. <clears throat> well, that means you're below zero, if you will. I want to ask if this is a good idea, but I think I know the answer I'd get. Yeah. If you're already minus, and then we're not talking about minus on the success test, we're talking your emotional bank account is below zero, you've got a long way to go. Uh, do I think this is a good idea? Of course I do. I mean, are you a fucking idiot? What are the top five jurisdictions to start technology-based business? If you're talking about jurisdictions within the United States, well, let me just talk about North America. I'd say Silicon Valley, uh, including San Francisco. I'd say New York. I'd say uh, Toronto. I'd say Atlanta uh, and uh, perhaps Chicago. If you're talking about the world, uh, there's those that I just mentioned. Plus, I'd say uh, uh, Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong, um, London, um, and um, those are all English speak not English speaking, but where you can get uh, English speaking advice. Mr. Pena, I have a question about old people, and I'm not calling you you old, but you must have some friends that are high are high there in age. Correct, I do. What are their regrets? Oh God. I could give a whole podcast on, on, on the guys uh, when I went to my 50-year reunion uh, uh, November last year. Um, 
there were a lot of guys that had regrets. Uh, why didn't I go to OCS like Dan? Um, why didn't I go uh, uh, finish law school? Why did, why did I ever go to college? Uh, why did I have kids? Why didn't I have more kids? Why didn't I get divorced um, earlier? Why did I, you know, uh, and I can go on and on. Uh, why didn't I follow my dream? You know, I wanted to be a jazz guitarist and I, I wound up uh, working as an accountant for Boeing aircraft. Um, but it's stuff they didn't do. It's stuff they didn't pursue that now and they're in their late 60s and almost 70 like me, uh, you know, they're, they're not sick about it, but uh, they're disappointed. Uh, many times I, I get uh, comments on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, you know, if I don't want to mention 20 years ago, uh, well, it's not too late. Now, if you're 70, 75, you're running out of runway for sure. I'm asking about successful old people. Same regrets. Successful old people. Why did I do this? Why didn't I get divorced earlier? Why did I have too many kids? It doesn't change. Uh, but the bottom line is, whether you're successful or not successful, it's why didn't I take the risk when I could have? As you get older, you play the game would have, should have, could have. I don't play that game. I just go out and do it. I'm taking a huge risk, I'm told, uh, in getting uh, involved in this reality show thing. Night, <laughs> I'm told this. I didn't do any research, and I didn't Google it, and I didn't do a spreadsheet, but I'm told 99% or 99.9% of all reality show ideas fail. Uh, and then even if you can get somebody to pitch them and are interested in them, like I'm at that stage now, uh, most of them fail because they can't sell them to the networks. And then even if you can sell them to the networks, most of them fail. They don't last the six-week pilot you run. They don't last but one week, and they're taken off the air. If I thought about all that shit, I would never got involved, especially it's very fucking time-consuming. Which, again, fortunately for me, because I'm an eternal optimist, I underestimated grossly the time involved in, 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 in trying to get this thing off the ground. And, uh, but I was able to land one of the leading talent agencies, and I've been able to, at least so far, uh, engage uh, a couple of the most uh, successful production companies in Europe um, and uh, they like it so we'll see but I mean it's still a long long way and it could fail and then I'll be telling you on a podcast sometime in 2015 uh, it didn't or, or sooner that it didn't fucking work and unlike the other guys who will just keep it quiet the failure I'll tell you about it and I'll try to explain how, you know, not necessarily in a reality show concept or format, how you can learn from that mistake um, or that failure that I made. Uh, okay, it is, now, um, it is not making enough money, not spending enough time with my family, not raising their kids, not, oh, these are the regrets from the people my age, not getting laid enough, not enjoying themselves enough, not having balls to do what they want to do, uh, spending too much time at the office. He's asking if these are the regrets. No. The regret is not taking the risks they could have taken. Uh, and uh, the, um, I've, I've given a lot of eulogies, and I know people don't like hearing this. I've given a lot of eulogies 
fortunately not uh, many in, in the last couple of years. But when I, you know, when I've been at the hospital, when they get ready to die, uh, and not one person has told me that the regret in life was not going to enough little league games of their children, not going to the ballet of, of their daughter. In virtually all cases, it's been, I wish that I'd taken this risk, that risk, because now I'll never know. And when I go, that's not going to happen to me. Dan, I'm, uh, I am death without direction. Holy shit. I need your help more than I can s say with words. I will mean, uh, it will mean everything to win a seminar commitment with you to improve the direction of my life in order to help others. Well, uh, that's great. That's a great comment, kid. But you're competing with many thousands of others. At least, okay, so I'm looking for your question, which I guess is on the next slide. My hope to win comes up and down, more up than down. I see a bright future with true information that I can put into practice. So what's your question? You don't have a question. If this is how you follow through, well, you're not going to win the contest on this, this comment. What age was your oldest QLA mentee when he, she started the QLA path and uh, were they successful? Yes, the uh, oldest uh, was in his... Uh, I think he was um, in his mid to late 60s. He's now in his late 70s. He may even be 80 now. He's still working. He's in the healthcare business. Uh, and uh, he uh, has been successful. And I trained up uh, his three sons in, with QLA, and they're very successful. And uh, I like to tell the story about this guy. Uh, he. Uh, uh, not unlike uh, Ray Kroc, who founded uh, McDonald's, but he was, I think, 55 or 56 or 57. This guy was 10 years that's senior to that. Um, and he's been successful. And uh, I've had other people in their 60s, early 60s, that have been successful. But I've had people as old as mid-late 70s attend the seminar. And it was what, a grandfather, a daughter, and a granddaughter that attended the seminar. Uh, and uh, they're uh, all doing well. Uh, why not a Bentley or a BMW? Well, I actually have a, a Bentley. I think it's called the big Bentley, the four-door Bentley. I don't even know what it's called. I don't drive it. I have a driver. Uh, I've never had a BMW. Uh, my wife uh, used to have a BMW. Uh, but um, since I got addicted, I don't know if addicted is the right word, to uh, rolls is in 76. Oh, excuse me, 72 was the first one I had. Um, and I've been driving Rolls's for the most part, uh, and occasionally off and on with Bentleys uh, since. Uh, and um, they're part of my comfort zone. I don't even think about it. Uh, BMW is a great car. I've had Mercedes all along those same years. It's a great car. Um, and, um, but the bottom line is, uh, you know, the Rolls and Bentleys cost a lot more money than the BMW or a... Uh, a Mercedes, but that's why I drive them. But I do have a Bentley. Uh, what is it all about? Well, there's a movie called What's It All About Alfie that was made twice. Once with uh, Michael Caine back in, I believe, the 60s, and once in the early 2000s with uh, Judd, whatever his name is, Judd, I think, uh, English actor. And uh, this guy was a uh, gigolo, Lothario that ran around getting laid left, right, and center, and then he woke up one day uh, as he was getting older 
And uh, he asked himself, what's life all about? And there's a very famous song, What's It All About, Alfie? I think it's uh, sung by Whitney Houston, I think. I'm not sure about that. And um, the uh, life's all about being all you can be. And for me, I mean, um, I work at it every single damn day. You know, it's like last night when I went down to the gym about 9.20. Because when I got done shooting podcasts, uh, I went down and um, I hadn't worked out, so I went down and lifted weights for about 30 minutes. Uh, and then I realized when I was getting ready to go to bed about 11.30, a quarter to 12, I hadn't reviewed my podcast questions for today's shooting. And I, had a, I stayed up to almost 2 o'clock in the morning reading them and making a couple corrections so I could be prepared. Now, would you guys have done that? Number one, would you have gone to, worked out? Of course, the gym is right in my home. I have a big, elaborate gym in my home. Would you have gone downstairs uh, already tired from shooting all day uh, to the gym? And then I watched the news with my wife, Sally. Uh, she had a glass of wine. I didn't. Uh, and uh, No, I take it back. I had a glass of red wine last night. I normally don't, but I had a glass of red wine because I wanted to relax. And then... I looked out of the corner of my eye on the little table that's next to me, and I realized I hadn't gone over the questions yet. Uh, and uh, so I, I went over the questions, uh, and I put them out so uh, my crack marketing staff could put them in slides so I can read them because the, we have a projector thing, thingy behind the camera. Um, and then I, I wanted to sleep in, uh, but I couldn't. I woke up uh, first time at 4 or 4.15, thinking about the shooting today, and then I uh, uh, went back to sleep, and I woke up at 8.30, which means I got six and a half hours sleep, which is normally uh, less sleep than I normally get, so I could be prepared, so I, uh, I, you know, but I'm a professional, okay. But to me, what's it all about is being all that you can be, and unfortunately, most of you kids uh, that are watching this aren't anywhere near fulfilling your potential. I'm already somewhat successful, but not satisfied with it. What if you're only somewhat successful in your judgment? You're probably not successful at all. You're probably successful in the eyes of somebody else. That doesn't mean anything. <clears throat> How can one grow to the next level, uh, the tens of millions? Show me your friends. Show you your future. Who are the five people you spend most of the time with? I can just tell by the question that they're not really big high-performance people. Um, you, you need to jettison the people that you're currently um, dealing with. If you could choose any business leader, alive or dead, what would you ask them to help you improve your seminar and mentor program? That's a good question. That's different than uh, the normal question I get about that. Um, well, I don't believe I need uh, or, uh, any uh, additional assistance in how to be a great public speaker. I don't believe uh, I need any assistance on how to be a better communicator. Uh, what I need is um, assistance and being more tolerant with people that say they want to be a high-performance person and actually think they are putting in the effort to be a high-performance person when clearly they're not. I've gotten better at it the last four or five years, especially since I instituted the uh, year-long trained program uh, uh, mentor program that I started in April 2010. 
<clears throat> and the success tra uh, record, it speaks for itself. But it's still difficult for me to listen to the bullshit you guys put out uh, based on all the, the fucking books that you've read. Uh, but that's how I would improve uh, my mentor program and improve the seminar. If there is anything that you haven't achieved <clears throat> yet, if so, what the fuck is it? I want, I, you know, my, my goal is to, 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 to touch with QLA um, 100 million people on the planet. Uh, my market's only 7 million people because we're shooting to make all of you in the top one-tenth of a percent, which if you say the 7 billion people on the earth, that's only 7 million people. Um, but uh, I can touch a lot more than the 7 million, and I'd like to, I will touch before they, they take me off, uh, wherever they're going to do with me, in, um, uh, in many, many years from now. For, um, uh, for whatever reason I, I, I pass on, <clears throat> I will touch 100 million people. My passion is shrouded in revenge. Hmm. It's taken me from nothing to something, but hampers my next evolution. That's right, revenge is not a good thing. I know with age and wisdom uh, it will subside. It does. How do I sublimate uh, that energy now and make it my slave instead of my master? You're not passionate enough about something. If you're passionate about something, you'll be able to sublimate uh, revenge easily. Not easily, but much easier. It seems like nowadays everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. In your humble opinion, what type of personality should not attempt uh, to become an entrepreneur? No type of personality. All types of personality can be an entrepreneur. That's what you have the dream team for. Dan, is taking a loan out for starting capital worth it for a startup? Yes. <clears throat> or is it better to start with a small personal investment, eliminating the risk of defaulting? No. Take out a loan so you have pressure on yourself. But again, talk to your own personal advisor. Uh, besides your books, of course, do you have any book in mind for motivation, learning, business, etc.? I only have $210,000 a year biz, but um, I have been trying to be the best I can be. Even before discovering you, thanks for uh, everything you do. P.S. Love the uh, cussing. I was in the Navy later, uh, later Mr. Pena. <clears throat> I, uh, the book I would recommend, if you only read one other one other than mine, is Release Your Breaks by Jim Newman. What makes people happy? Success makes people happy. Success makes you feel good about yourself and increases self-esteem. Ah, uh, Mr. Pena, what did you think would be uh, your end game? What were your goals in the beginning as a child? <clears throat> I've said many times, I didn't have any real goals as a child. Um, I wasn't a good athlete, um, uh, I wasn't uh, especially a good student. I graduated with a C plus, I think a 2.55 average on a, a scale of four when I got out of high school. I got in a lot of trouble. Uh, the only goals my parents had for me, especially my father, was to keep me alive till I reached the age of reason. Uh, he didn't know if that was going to be 20, 30, 40, if ever. Uh, I was arrested four or five times. Uh, and all uh, alcohol-related uh, things, uh, got in a lot of trouble. <clears throat> and um, the, uh, but when I went through, uh, when I volunteered for the draft at the height of the Vietnam, Vietnam crisis in the uh, summer of 1966 at the age of 20, um, I went through, uh, I, I made the right decision, and I went through OCS, Officers Candidate School. Uh, and once I got out of Officers Candidate School, and I decided to get out of the Army, 
um, the world has been my oyster, more or less. And uh, so then I had goals, but not as a child. My, my end game, I had no end game as a child. Uh, <clears throat> not a question, but a statement. I will see you at the seminar in the near future. Well, thank you. I look forward to it. And uh, surprisingly enough, a lot of the kids that say that actually do it. <clears throat> For the past 15 years, I have been based, uh, I have based the majority of my business concepts on brick and mortar platforms. Considering the deep-rooted instability in real estate markets and the shift in consumer spending habits, I've concluded that the e-commerce is best suited for my current and emerging brands, okay? Do you see this as a basic strategy, a best, strat best strategic move? And how would you define the future strength of brick-and-mortar-based businesses? Um, the brick-and-mortar businesses aren't going away. Uh, but making a strategic move to, uh, to uh, make them more uh, digital uh, is not a bad, but I, I, I wouldn't just make them digital. I would, I, I would have a combination. How do I get out of my comfort zone? Just doing, it won't, just doing it won't cut it. You're wrong. You, you, you pick five things that you're deathly afraid of. And we spend uh, 45 to 60 minutes on this in the seminar about uh, um, how Teddy Roosevelt uh, came up with a system where uh, that if you do fearless things, you become uh, less fearful um, because fear is false expectations appearing real. You take five things that you don't like doing. Let's say public speaking, cold calling, um, uh, making bank presentations. You do... And you do those five things and do them for three, four, five, six months, uh, and uh, you'll get out of your comfort zone. But you got to do them. Mr. Pena, what advice would you give the parents who want to build um, in his child confidence and prepare it for the real world? Well, I hate to tell you, parents, that you're probably not the right role models. But let's, giving you the benefit of the doubt, let's say you are the right role model. Um, Show them everything's positive. I talked in a, a recent podcast that my mother never told me no. Uh, and, um, the, um, and she was always very positive. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but there's more to just loving your child to make them successful. And I believe that you do your child or children a disservice by saying they can be anything they can be. You know, I, I don't agree with President Obama's uh, current or politics, but I, one thing I do, I take my hat off to him and I, and I give them nothing but kudos, is for setting bodacious goals. For him to make, think about, he wanted, and I think his goal was to be uh, the first black president, is a big fucking deal. And for that, I mean, he will always be in the list of uh, uh, the most successful goal setters that ever lived. Uh, and... Uh, set big goals and have the kids set big goals and don't be worried about time or failure. Why do you have to use such foul language? Because it fucking works, asshole. If you don't like what you, know, what you hear, please unsubscribe to my letter, delete my website, fuck off. And if you think high-performance people, and we spend about an hour on this in the seminar, we give you all kinds of examples of high-performance people from John Fitzgerald Kennedy, to uh, Bill Gates, Steve Ballmer, and a lot of other people that use foul language. Uh, it emphasizes, it shows you have passion. 
But if you don't like it, fuck off. What, is your, what are your thoughts about Mark Cuban comment on not to uh, get along? I'm, I, I don't follow Mark. Uh, I hear he's good. But uh, if you can build your, your dream team without debt, fine. But in, with such low interest rates, I think that the risk is more not using debt than using it. But again, I don't know the circumstances. And uh, get your own advice from your own advisors. Um, what would you suggest to somebody or some, some boy who have a huge, uh, English is a second language again, somebody who has huge ambition and wants to make their lives better for themselves and their family, but in the past they had some setbacks and made mistakes, debts, which uh, has affected their credit rating. We've all made mistakes, kid. Uh, won't this be a huge problem, say, if they need to get funding from a bank or any other funding? What, uh, what is the best solution? Dream team, mentor. You will acquire directly or actually indirectly the track record of your dream team. Don't worry about so much about your, um, your credit rating. Worry about getting your first deal done. Does your modus operandi consist... Uh, does your modus operandi consist in acting in quantum reality? Uh, if, you're, if you're talking about quantum reality in the terms of physics, I think it does. Because we make leaps that, we're, that you know, and we cross space uh, that we shouldn't be able to. Uh, and we take uh, giant steps forward and we don't grow arithmetically. So in that way it does. Uh, what question do you like the most? What questions do you like the most, Mr. Pena? How should they, how they should look like? <clears throat> Again, uh, English is not as a primary language. I like questions that are important to you. I, 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 you're not asking questions uh, that make me feel good. You know, I can answer all these questions, as I think I've proven uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, and, you know, I, I doubt very much if any of my competitors can, uh, if, I really have no competitors in the high-performance arena <clears throat> that are coaching or mentoring. But uh, ask me questions that you're from the heart, that mean something to you. Then, uh, then in 1976, a significant event occurred in my life. He's quoting something that I've said that changed the way I looked at opportunities. Between 1976 and 1978, I redefined my meaning for success. He's talking about the first seminar that I attended in 1976 of Jim Newman, uh, and I was introduced to Release Your Breaks, and the second seminar, the advanced seminar I attended with Jim Newman in 1978. Um, what was, Dan, what were these events? Okay, well, I just said it's the two seminars that I attended with Jim Newman in 76 and 78. <clears throat> Changed my whole way of thinking. I was considered, uh, wrongfully, a high-performance Latino Hispanic kid. Uh, I already had, you know, matching Rolls, uh, not Rolls Royce, I had matching uh, Mercedes in uh, the driveway. I'd already had a Rolls Royce. Uh, and um, the, uh, I was, you know, getting awards. Uh, I was, and ultimately in 81, I got a big award. But the, the fact remained that I was being compared to the Latin community. I wasn't even being compared to the non-Latin community. And it changed my way of thinking. I also went from a, a micro-thinker to a macro-thinker. Uh, I used to be very anal and detail-oriented. I'm still anal about certain things. My health is one of them, and that's why I'm in such good shape. Uh, but that's what changed my life. I understand the price to action, and it's probably a good thing <clears throat> if I don't win the free seminar. Maybe this question has been answered already, but if you have no history of making deals, 
How do you get credibility to show potential investors in your business? Uh, is, it, is it to do with the quality of your mastermind group? I don't believe in the mastermind group. It works for some people. If you did a little more homework, you'd understand. I believe in the mentor system with a uh, dream team. Yes, it does depend on your dream team and your mentor. A question about passion. Uh, it can be difficult to find what our true passion is, but as the late Steve Jobs said, keep looking until you find it. I couldn't agree with more with uh, the late Steve Jobs. Keep looking for it until you find it. I think my true passion is to own a designer clothes store because <clears throat> I dream about and I'm like a child in a candy store when I have those dreams. Then that's your passion, young person, man or woman, whatever you are. But with uh, the internet, uh, the comp competition and the economy being the way it is, I have doubt if I can make it successful. Well, if you have doubts, then forget about it. If you doubt, have doubts in yourself, then it's not going to happen. Dan, do you think I should still follow my dream? Absolutely. What the fuck's wrong with you? Are you stupid? I mean, what's wrong with you? Why are you asking me a question like that? How will I be able to compete with a big corporation? Don't worry about it. Just follow your fucking dream. Do I start and see where it takes me? Absolutely, fucking lutely idiot. Quick background. My name is Santan uh, Sat from uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. I'm a real estate investor since I was 17. Started in 2007. I own five rental units, two raw lands, blah, 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 blah. Gold, silver, foreign currencies, and at four ATMs. I'll start a hydroponic business in 2017. I dropped out of high school uh, and years later from college, I worked in the IT and telecommunication field selling merchandise and treasury department for the, and treasury department. I read 325 business books. I've read 325 business books, investment, personal development, and politics. I'm currently learning everything I can about commercial real estate, investing development, but you read too many books already. I also have plans to be an angel investor when I hit the millions. I'm 24 and I feel uh, I started quite late. What is the best advice a person like you can give to a young entrepreneur like me? Uh, what were you doing if you were 25 years old again and pursue your goals? I follow my dream and I just fucking do it. Uh, what, you look, what you look in an, an apprentice or a young person to say he or she will be successful one day. Passion, commitment, and focus. Any suggestions will be more than welcome. Uh, I would do something signed for you. No, you don't have to sign anything for me. Thank you. Um, how do you know your experience in a breakthrough? Your experience in a breakthrough when you're accomplishing something that you haven't been able to accomplish before on an emotional level. How important is martial arts training to be successful in business? It isn't. Focus and commitment are important. I'm not martial arts training, but I'm very focused. What would you do to upgrade your peer group, which can be difficult and uncomfortable for you, uh, for a lot of us? Well, one of the more successful mentees I have that came to the seminar in the late 90s, when he came, went home, on his old-time answering machine, when you called his number, it said, if you don't have my new number, fuck off. I've moved on with my life. He's very successful. What is the best method of not paying any attention to other people's opinion? Many times when I do it, it works, and then a series of events, mostly unfortunate, make me reconsider. Well, 
uh, there's going to be ups and downs. The road uh, success is always under construction. Don't worry about the downs, just worry about the ups. Uh, what would Dan do? Stick to it, adapt, improvise, and overcome, not pay any attention and move on. All the above. From time to time in my life, I've done all the above. Uh, what is your um, number one question to God? Uh, I'd like to say something cute, you know, what's it all about? Uh, but uh, my number one question is, um, I want to be all that I can be. Uh, can you assist me? Or, you've already assisted me. Can you continue to assist me as long as I'm able to be all that I can be and help as many kids get across the goal line using QLA? Assuming you have no clear vision in terms of direction to the deep desire for financial independence and the right work ethic, can Dan help this person find direction, vision, and follow it? How so? All the time I do it. Uh, but without my hands-on to the Castle Mentoring System, you, you need to read and absorb and assimilate everything that's on my website, all the product. You know, most of the people that have been successful with QLA never came to a seminar. You know, I've touched many more people through my material that I've never met. Kids, uh, it's uh, been a great podcast. I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing doing the podcast. I'm looking forward to continuing to drag as many of you as I possibly can across the goal line. Um, the seminars uh, have, uh, seem to be fully booked um, since uh, the advent of my showbiz career on London Real uh, TV. Uh, and I'm sure there'll even be more uh, fully booked with um, the upcoming podcast that I have uh, scheduled. Uh, and uh, of course, next year is my 70th birthday. It's going to be a big gala party at uh, the castle for the 10th of August, 2015. There'll be events before and after, at least the day before and the day after, uh, not the least of which will be a golf tournament uh, and other activities. It'll be a black tie affair, all uh, uh, QLA uh, alumni, uh, uh, will um, are invited uh, and um, the um, as it says on my website contact Kim uh, my assistant at Guthrie Castle for more information uh, I, I look forward to this and um, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this very very much and uh, just from the comments that I get from you I know that it's been worthwhile peace God bless This is AskThe50BillionDollarMan.com's official disclaimer. Comments, questions, and remarks made during any part of this podcast are intended to generate discussion and reflection, but are not legal, accounting, tax, investment, appraisal, medical, or other professional advice or instructions, or factual reporting, all of which are expressly disclaimed. Remember, investigate before you invest. We can't do that for you. You are solely responsible for your investigation, analysis, and decisions made with your independent professional advisors, familiar with your specific and verified facts, and current applicable laws and regulations. Reliance on this podcast, its contents, or its participants for any personal or business decision, including but not limited to legal, investment, or other financial decisions, is disclaimed.
No comment, question, or remark, or other content shall be, or be construed, as an express or implied promise, undertaking contract or agreement, or a waiver of any part of this disclaimer, or applicable laws. The owners and distributors disclaim any obligation to supplement, correct, or modify the content of any podcast. No content shall be deemed to encourage evasion or disobedience of any law, or the submission to jurisdiction in any country. Reliance upon any facts assumed to be true for the podcast is disclaimed. Persons or entities referred to are fictional, and no depiction or reference to any person or entity is intended. Any seeming resemblance to an actual person or entity is entirely coincidental. All content is copyrighted and may not be used without written permission from Dan S. Pena, Sr.